Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to The Dream Factory, a weekly podcast where we pit your movie ideas against our substantially superior cinematic masterpieces. I'm not sure why I have to record that line every time, it's exactly the same for every episode. Uh, The rules are simple, we can discuss as many ideas as we like, but only one can be taken to the next stage where we'll petition for Pret to name a promotional sandwich after it. I'm Joel, a man who puts the ass in passion and across from me is John who, if he were to be a child facing the evil clown Pennywise, would see it morph into his greatest fear of all, social interaction with upwards of two people. Yes. Well, so what I'm imagining here is um, Pennywise, the scary clown from the sewer. I don't really know the story, mate. I've seen the thing. Tim Curry. Yeah, a clown in a sewer. You know, that's what happens. Sewer clowns. Yeah. (laughs) That's like the B-movie The B-movie version, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Pennywise uh, has, has, in this instance, transformed into um, a dinner party... John, where you only know your girlfriend and it's other people you've not met before that you have to chat to, your greatest fear. And they ask me what I do. Oh, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the worst. And then you're like, just take me, or whatever. I think Pennywise eats them. I don't know. Eats them? It's weird, isn't it? Eat. It's not that scary. So if the options were explain to a stranger what I do or be eaten by a clown, yeah. I'd go for the clown. You'd be eaten by a clown yeah, all day every long. Time. Right, should we do some film ideas? Yes. What have you got? We've got loads. If you sent in one, thank you so much. Just because we haven't covered it straight away doesn't mean we're not going to cover it. And if you have sent in one and we haven't covered it straight away and you come up with another one, keep sending them in because it's really great to get them. It's actually genuinely really exciting that people have suggested film ideas. Let's start with Gareth. Oh, Gareth. What what are we going to do with you, Gareth? So Gareth, uh, and this actually, he's really illustrated the breadth of ways that you can you can really get in touch and try and help us out with making these films. So <laughs> Gareth has commented on a ke- picture of Kevin Bacon that Kevin Bacon posted on Facebook. Nice, I'm liking this. Uh, it has the caption, I had an honour to work with this duck today as an actor and as a director. Stay tuned. And it's a picture of Kevin Bacon and a duck. Let me see this picture. There you go. I mean, it's exactly what you promised. The duck's like on his lap. Yeah, and he's looking at the camera. The duck's, the duck's, right. the ca- the duck's clearly a professional. The duck has actually got better camera skills than Kevin Bacon, yeah, I'd say. Completely. Well, the duck's no amateur. Okay, so what? Well, that's that's quite good. What I really like about that is that we're sort of on Gareth's mind <laughs> as he's just sort of browsing Facebook and going about his daily life. So I like to think that he sees everything as a potential movie idea. And as this should one, you. 
Absolutely, yeah. So uh, if you see any any pictures on Facebook, you'd like to tag us in. Do it. We're the Dream Factory on Facebook. Okay, John. So, I mean, I've I, I've immediately got a Kevin Bacon duck film in my head. So have I. Okay. Uh, I think it, you. I, I I think it's not the same idea. Okay. But what if we on three say just in case it is we're saying it on three we're saying it after three one two three idea so okay. after three yeah cool I'm, I, I've just, I said one two three but now I want to do it three two one just so don't be don't be put off by the fact right. I've changed we'll the order we'll see how I get on alright three two one Foot romantic goose. comedy <laughs> I think we had the same idea I wasn't really listening uh, that wasn't actually my idea my idea is a body swap comedy <laughs> Nice, nice. Like a Freaky Friday kind of... <laughs> yeah, which one should we go for first? Footloose or... Uh, I'll level with you, mate. I don't know. I don't really know the plot of Footloose. I've never seen Footloose, <laughs> but Footgoose is a great is a great pun. Is a goose te- is a goose a duck? I was Not say, really. Is the duck community going to be up in arms or up in wings, wings. <laughs> <laughs> over the fact that we've just like haphazardly just you know suggested they're the same? I can't really think of any other Kevin Bacon films off the top of my head. Uh, he was in that space one. Right, my knowledge of Kevin Bacon's oeuvre is based on um, a three mobile or an orange mobile advert. Yeah. It's a mobile advert where, like, the gag is that it's Kevin Bacon's from all of his career. Yeah, yeah, But I didn't... There's a space one. Yeah. Is he that big... Is Kevin Bacon a big deal? Where does he rank? It's Put him all... in context with another actor who's on the... Who, which, uh, what, what actor's the, the Kevin Bacon equivalent? He is. Where would you put him? He's like, he's like a, a much lesser Goldblum mm-hmm. insofar as everyone knows who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can't. You're not immediately jumping to like. So he's like a silver a, bloom. Yeah. Yes. Bronze bloom. Bro, I'd say bronze. Jeff bloom. bronze bloom. I say, yeah. He's not a platinum bloom for sure. Who's platinum bloom? <laughs> platinum bloom. <laughs> So that's someone when he when Jeff Goldblum dies, yeah. he'll ascend into platinum. platinum. No, I, no, Jeff Platinum Bloom, someone who also is in lots of films but never really is the lead. So it's going to be someone like right. The person who's jumped into my head is Stanley Tucci. He Stanley Tucci is totally Jeff Platinum Bloom. <laughs> that's that's bang on. That's perfect. He's very. He's never really the lead, but he is solid. He's solid A list, but he's never starred. Well, he probably has. Yeah, but, but not in a big thing. Tooch, the Tooch, Tooch. Right. So let's get. So fr- yeah, uh, hang on. Yeah, back to the film. Freaky Feather Day. It's not great. Nah, it's all right. It's not great. But I mean, you you've suggested that ducks and geese are the same. So you can do what you like. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, both of our films are. It's more about the funny idea of. So for mine, it would be hilarious to see the brain of a duck in Kevin Bacon. <laughs> yeah. So talk me through what that duck does when it wakes up. The duck or Kevin Bacon? Well, the, the duck, ke- but in Kevin Bacon's okay. body. What's happening there? Walks, just heads to the park, pecks some bread. Yeah. Jumps yeah, in so the Kevin river. Bacon, So basically, national press. Kevin Bacon's <laughs> had a complete breakdown. He's behaving like a duck. Yeah. It's like um. Yeah. That, that's a good point. I didn't say this. It isn't. Um, it isn't. You haven't thought of it. It isn't. Kevin, it isn't Kevin Bacon playing a character. It's oh yeah, yeah, as, yeah. He's as yeah, Kevin Bacon. He's Kevin Bacon. So, yeah. So, the role yeah. he plays best. I'm still here. That f- the famous mockumentary with Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. It's like that kind of style, maybe. And then there's a hilarious CGI duck uh, trying to get on set. Nice <laughs> to make. Nice, nice, the next nice. Kevin Bacon yeah, movie. Yeah. 
which is a movie we won't remember in five years' time, but yeah. we'll remember Kevin. We'll always remember Kevin. And we'll I always have Kevin. The main thing about yours is the title. Yep, <laughs> and also, also the idea of a duck angry dancing because Footloose is the one where he does the angry dance, isn't it? Footloose, uh, or is it, that a different dance movie? Footloose is a town where dancing has been banned. I think. Oh, that does ring a bell. Yeah. Um, which I don't really know how they're policing that or what the whole vibe is. So basically, there's no dancing in the town. Uh, and Kevin Bacon dances his way to victory. Yeah, dances. I don't know. Dances all the way up to town hall and changes the law. So dancing's no longer allowed. But in this one, John, geese are forbidden. Okay. Um, and I thought Kevin Bacon had been forbidden, and so he had to become a goose. <laughs> <laughs> We're just merging the two ideas. Yeah, so you're, you're too obsessed with Kevin Bacon <laughs> embodying uh, every. <laughs> Sort of um, poultry, poultry character. Yeah. Uh, no, so birds wholesale have been banned, and how Kevin... do you ban birds? <laughs> <laughs> and Kevin Bacon wakes up to a, a goose in his garden, um, and they strike up a friendship. You know Lovely. the whole thing, and he learns that geese are people too. Well, obviously they're not, but you know what well, I mean. Well, the one that's Kevin Bacon is. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because this is actually a sequel, <laughs> and because. The, the what happened in your film that we didn't mention is that actually everyone in the world started to body swap with birds <laughs> and that's why they had to ban birds and anyway this rogue goose turns up in the sequel and they become great mates I thought at the end Kevin Bacon was going to realise that like he actually enjoyed being a duck so much that he had the option to turn back to Kevin Bacon and he turns it down that's the moral Instead, of the story whoa but I don't really understand well, how, yeah but then what about the poor duck <laughs> <laughs> How does that get to make its decision? And, and sorry, Duck, but because of Kevin Bacon's decision, you've got to remain as Kevin Bacon. Well, you know, like when you're having a stressful day and you see like a dog and you think, oh, yeah, maybe Kevin Bacon realised being a goose slash duck would, you know, just it's easier. It probably is easier. He's got he's not he's not got to worry about his legacy as you know gold blonde or whatever we called him. Bronze blue. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't have to worry about that anymore. He's just a duck. <laughs> does he talk? I'm not sure if he can talk. But then does he quack when the duck's in his body? In a body sorry, right, in a body swap, the the duck has the brain of a duck in a human, so he can't talk. And Kevin Bacon doesn't have the physical capability to talk because he's a duck. So no uh, one talk. Don't, we don't know that. Because you're saying that physically ducks might have the capability I'm to talk. They just chose not to. Their brains aren't fully equipped in a house. Oh. So if you put a human brain in a duck, okay. could it talk? It could, like, it could type. I mean, if anyone has any idea, please let us know. Yeah. Um, I think we've milked that, that duck picture to all it's worth, yeah. can you frankly. If you can Again, come, let us know. <laughs> if you can come up with a better Kevin Bacon duck movie yeah. than Foot Goose, please let us know. Please do. Um, we've got loads from from listeners. I've, so let's just do one of our own each, and let's do a couple more listener ones before before the end. Yeah. Yep. Let's do it. Uh, right. Let's go with this one. Stew movie idea. Investigate. Goat in a Sherlock Holmes style hat. So right. this is a very animal heavy episode. Now, Stew hasn't actually specified whether he does any investigation. He's just said goat in a Sherlock Holmes hat. But so it's it called could, Investigate. 
Yeah, but that's just like... Is this goat... Um, is it dealing with humans or is it dealing with other animals? Is it like the mouse detectives? Like solving... Animal-based crime. Animal-based crime, yeah. So is it Zootropolis or Zootropia? Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. This is like a Zootropolis spin-off um, about a, a private investigator. Sherlock Holmes has body swapped with a goat. <laughs> no! <laughs> there aren't any good... There's not any good body swap films. It's a shit idea. <laughs> Uh, inspired by Investigator, I came up with a couple others. Uh, Hercule Poirot Twyla. What? Hercule Poirot. <laughs> yeah, you don't pronounce the T in Poirot, so it doesn't quite work. Poirot Twyla. What? Rottweiler. Hercule Parrot, I'd have gone with. All right. <laughs> what about, you know, um, an Inspector Calls? Yep. Inspector Mule, because it was ghoul. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not so bad. He's a donkey. Yep. He's a donkey that essentially harasses a family. About the fact that a woman has died. Yeah, good. Oh, look at you knowing your stuff. Are we going with the Zootropolis style? They live in a world where animals talk. Yeah. I mean, in my head, I can already see a picture of a goat with a, with a Sherlock hat. Why can? Why is that? Oh, happened? you think that's already happened? Yeah. I just think it's not too difficult a thing to imagine. <laughs> really. What you're saying is, you're saying if I if I can imagine something, I shouldn't just assume it already exists. It's like a, yeah, John, exactly, yeah. a John, crocodile, down, <laughs> a crocodile with sunglasses, and then in my head I see it, and I'm like, well, yeah. it's already ex- it's yeah, that, happened. That's already a massive motion picture. <laughs> you're um, you can't imagine things into being into like <laughs> retrospective being. You've just got an imagination, and you should treasure it, mate. What would a goat need to investigate? That's the big question. Yeah, that's a good point. Because all all I know about goats is you see hilarious videos on the internet of tiny goats jumping over each other and being quite rude, mm-hmm. and they eat. Being anything. quite rude, I don't think the same standards apply. <laughs> Do you know? I hold all animals to human, human levels standard. of politeness. Um, yeah, <laughs> what do I know about goats? Dog shitting in public. <laughs> How rude! <laughs> what do I know about? I don't really know anything about goats. Feta. Oh right, goats. Right, so maybe he knows about investigate. Or she, investigate. She knows that there's some sort of big feta-based crime going on. She's heard about uh, supermarkets making salad cheese in inverted commas, which is made from cow's milk rather than goat's oh, milk. Fuck that cheese! I, I, I've got an axe to grind about that cheese. <laughs> Bullshit. Is that it? It's mostly that. Yeah, it's essentially that. Yeah, salad cheese. Get That's what they call it. it, isn't it? Right. Well, I, I I like the idea of a goat wearing a hat. I'm look. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, you know, yeah. Body swaps. It's a good elevator pitch. If I, <laughs> body swaps between human and animals and then put that animal in a hat, I'm sold. I'm at the cinema, right? Yeah. But I just don't know what he's going to... The gonna, doing for two what? hours. Yeah. <laughs> so it's an investigation into why there's no feta left on the shelves, right? Yeah. The villain, Muriati. Lo- uh, lovely stuff. So Muriati has um, effectively managed to ban feta from all supermarkets Uh by selling salad cheese at a very, very low price, despite it being pointless. Are you listening, supermarkets? Utterly pointless. Stop it. Like, cows Cows are responsible for so much cheese. Don't muscle in on the goat's cheese. I'm not really sure if I'm still pitching the film or if this is just, like... Yeah, I, I'm lost. Um, this, could, well, this could be, like, you know, a it's soliloquy the from Investigate. Um, yeah, so, essentially, cows want to be responsible for all cheeses. And they're fed up with goats having their time in the sun they weren't they didn't mind it too much when it was basically only really happening in Greece yeah. they were like they can have Greece and we'll just have the rest of the world but goat cheese has become really popular everywhere mate people are lapping it up namely me I mean it all the time 
Um, I'm eating. I reckon I eat goat. No, that's bullshit. I eat cow's cheese way more. Um, I just thought about cheddar then. Great. <laughs> so Muriati is really pushing to have all cheese made by cows, and Investigoat stops that from happening. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like investigation things, they just discover it, don't they? So it's not like it's not like there's a big fight and he kicks Muriati and then falls off a cliff. It's investigating things. They go. Yeah, it turns out all these things that they were claiming so you think were ghost this is more cheese of a panorama episode. It's cow's cheese, and then they go, yeah, and then the police come in, lock Muriati up. He'll probably get out. He'll he'll be out before you know it. And that's it. Curtains or or fen, as they would say in France. I think we killed that one. What about? Thank you, Danielle Smith. Die Hard with a vegan. <laughs> Think about it for a second as well, because it's vengeance, isn't it? They've just literally just taken off the last two letters. That is excellent work. That's top. top yeah, stuff. they've also taken out an N in the middle. I'm not very good at spelling, Joel. So yeah, still top work. Otherwise, it would be vengeance. <laughs> but yeah, I see your point, mate. It's great work. No, it is very, very good work. No, it'd die be hard. It'd be die hard with a vengeance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Die yeah, hard yeah. with a gungan. <laughs> Jar Jar Pinks. No. <laughs> Yeah, so Die Hard with a Vegan. I don't really know the plot to any of the Die Hards apart from Die Hard 1. That's fine. Uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance is 4? 5. I think... 9? <laughs> Which Die Hard is it? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Is he? Is Bruce Willis your favorite Bruce? <laughs> uh... I don't know many Bruce's. Probably. What other Bruce? The the other thing that's coming in my head is Bruce Almighty, which is a character. Forsyth. Wayne. Oh, flip. Oh, there are some good Bruce's out there. My bad. Yeah. Steve Bruce. Apologies to the other Bruce. Are we Springsteen. Springsteen would probably be my top Bruce. He's the best. He's top the best Bruce. Bruce. Yeah. Sorry, guys. If you know a better Bruce, get in touch. But you don't. So. No, you definitely don't. Even if like your dad's one. He's a firefighter. Two bits of homework this week. Duck films with Kevin Bacon and good Bruce's. Really good Bruce's. Or some bad Bruce's. Can't really think of any really bad Bruce's. Nah, there probably are a couple. Wrong ones. Right. So the first, let's, I would say do the first film, but with a vegan. 
Okay. Yep. Essentially, so it's a, it's a high rise. Invest. He's like a down and out cop, but he's a vegan as well. He's out of. No, 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 no. He's not a vegan. There's just someone next to him. So it is a oh, shot so for shot remake of Die Hard with someone just being really annoyed whenever there's like murder. Are vegans annoyed about human death as much as they are animals? Are you are you a vegan? Are you annoyed by human death? Yeah. Because the humans aren't being killed to be eaten. There's like a whole thing here. They're holding... I don't know if vegans disagree with killing bad guys in a high rise. Hmm. Is that part of their philosophy? It probably hasn't ever come up. But if like Alan Rickman is holding you hostage and he's going to kill your nearest and dearest, I don't think vegans are opposed to killing him because they're... I don't know. What, so what you're saying to me is, I thought this hilarious, I thought, really, this is going to be really funny, die hard with a vegan, there's just going to be a vegan, but what you're actually telling me is, it might not change anything about it. I think... They um, might be bloodthirsty too. It'll be a classic thing where the vegan is really stereotypical and, yeah. like, really weedy and, like, you know, kind of hippie kind of vibe and really, like, holding Bruce Willis back at every turn and he has to, like, get on with it despite the vegan. He has to always make sure the vegan's safe, like chuck the vegan in a filing cabinet while he shoots a load of bad guys you know what I mean like give a vegan a bunk up into the um, thingy shaft shaft Um, but then at the end Willis is cornered Rickman's got him Hans Gruber vegan pops up butternut squash back of Rickman's head bang (laughs) sorted so that's like such an 80s way of dealing with it like being super offensive to vegans and then then at the end we go yeah but the vegan was the hero so if you're offended by it you didn't get it. You Essentially, didn't get what it. they did with female characters in all action films for quite a long time. Yeah, they would come in and shoot a guy, and everyone like, "What? Well, what it always is?" And this scene, I can't believe they still do this scene, and it's fine. It's person holding gun up to someone, hear gunshot, person holding gun actually dead. Someone off off camera just fired the gun. Yeah, that's like the most overused cinematic trope, isn't it? It happens all the time, and it's like it's so cheap because it's so easy to do. The the other one, the other trope, and I've seen people do uh, uh, what they call like mega mashups. That's that's not what they're called, but where they like find all of them is that when someone's behind them and they say, "He's behind me, isn't he?" <laughs> you know, they're like yeah, gossiping. Yeah, yeah. yeah, brilliant. Nice. Like every other film has that moment. Unbelievable. How are they getting away with this? They, you could combine the two, so you could holding the gun up to someone, hear the gunshot. They're shot. There's still enough about them to say. He's behind me, isn't he? And then you look, and then they, they're the one that's actually fired the gun. How many tropes can you get into a single, to sh- like, 10-second scene? Turns out it was his dad. <laughs> <laughs> and then they all wake up. <laughs> um, right, I like this one. And we've got two vaguely based on this. So we've got Stephen Lowe with West Side Toy Story. Cool, nice. Clicking Buzz Lightyear. You got that? <laughs> yep. Because I guess there's like a... Because uh, West Side Story famously, Romeo and Juliet, with singing and dancing. Yeah. In New York? Yeah. In an American city. Yeah. And, uh, well, it's probably a city that has a West Side, I assume. Don't all cities yeah, have a Yeah, name me a city side? that hasn't got a West Side. <laughs> if a city falls into the ocean or something... And then half of it fell into the ocean. Would then what remains become the new west and east? Or would you just say, oh, it just has an east side left? 
Uh, good question. Not really sure who we direct that to. <laughs> um, but if things carry on the way they're going, mate, that might be a problem facing us all soon. Although I, I kind of feel like if half of your city's falling into the ocean, the like the lowest concern is what you refer to the rest of the city as. Get the maps people in ASAP. <laughs> yeah. We need those A to Z London guys because it's only A to M now. But sorry, anyway. So West Side Story, Romeo and Juliet, uh, warring factions, love in the middle. Yeah, you could kind of do that with Toy Story. Yeah, ish. There's definitely a warring factions. The whole first film is about Buzz and Woody who don't like each other coming together at the end. Mm-hmm. Bo Peep is the so for some reason Bo Peep's now on Buzz's side, right? Yeah, yeah. And then they love each other. Done. Bosh. Easy. Take that one to Hollywood. Um, we also had in a similar vibe from Jack, Sex Toy Story. Yeah, yeah. A shame. Which uh, there is a rule on the internet, which is everything that exists has a porn version of it. Well, there actually are theories around this, aren't there? Like, um, because he's called Woody and the other one's called Buzz. Like, it's a whole thing. I mean, they think no, they think they're actually like gags, and there's like whole internet. There's whole internet. Stinky Pete. Oh my god, (laughs) this goes deeper than I thought. And there's this whole thing. (laughs) Oh, I'm a bad man. Um, and there's this whole uh, thing online about how, like, it's something to do with Andy's mum and her toys or something. I don't know. You're suggesting to me that we're actually only seeing the film through Andy's point of view, where it's a cowboy and a spaceman, but actually they're, they're dildos. just two dildos. <laughs> <They're> two dildos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the worst theory ever. But yeah, it's just dildos, mate. He's just got a lot. He's just playing with... His mum's got a lot of dildos. <laughs> and... Uh, and he was never allowed any toys, so he just imagines them as as toys. But really, he's just, it's just a, a he's just a young boy surrounded by dildos. Yeah, and, and that's why it's weird. Like the whole thing about him getting too old for them that runs through the film. His mum's always like, "You're too old for these now," and it's just like strange. And the mum never really wants them back, and I can kind of understand why. And, the, and that guy. You know the guy with the skull on his t-shirt? He yeah, loves burning sick. dildos through a magnifying glass. <laughs> Everything in that film that's a toy is actually a dildo. You know the bit where Woody famously is riding on the, the, the sausage dog? Yeah. <laughs> a dildo. <laughs> and a bigger dildo. Um, you know in Toy Story 2? The dog's the... not a dildo. The dog's still a dog. Whoa, oh, sorry. I thought you meant about... Slinky. No, no, an actual dog. Oh, yeah. So it's just a dildo <laughs> on a dog in a, in a cowboy hat. Um, you know in Toy Story 2, the guy who... Um, so it's actually not a toy shop. It's Ann Summers. And you know the guy who works there? He's <laughs> he just repairing he's dildos. <laughs> and people send him their dildos and he collects rare dildos. And there's a big... And to be fair... You can see there being a big market in Japan for that kind of custom sex toy. Because you know he's going to sell them into Japan, isn't he? Yeah. So I'm just saying, I've been to Japan. I didn't see many toys around. I saw a lot of sex toys. I Don't get me wrong. I like this idea. but And, and you know what? Contrary to popular belief, I'm not a big purveyor of dildos. <laughs> but What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. Why would you need to... F- you can't, people don't want them fixed if they're broken. Surely yeah, like a lick of paint. Don't say lick. A lick of paint, that's uh, fine. Um, no, 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 I think like, yeah, you have your dildo for a while. These are expensive, rare dildos. You know, so, you know, they're like classics, right? Yeah, they're not yeah. just your common or garden dildo. They're not, well, Buzz is. Yeah. Buzz is like a straight out of the packet, pop into our summers now, 10 quid. 
I don't know what the going rate of the dildo is. But Woody, he's like vintage, handmade dildo. And so they send it to this guy to fix it up. Which is odd, because that's almost the opposite of what the message of the first film is saying. Because Buzz is supposed to be the exciting new one. Yeah. And Woody's the boring old one. But what you're actually saying is antique versus crappy new product. Antique dildo, mate. Yeah, exactly. (sighs) So many less. (laughs) You know the famous theory... That all of the Pixar films are yeah, in the same Yeah, all world. dildos. <laughs> everything's a dildo. Honestly, mate, everything's a dildo. Nemo. Some sort of water dildo. The Incredibles. Just, they're just dildos, mate. Wally, a world, a dystopian future in which one robot just cleaning up all the dildos. Yeah. <laughs> all that mankind's left behind. Dildos are made of a material that lasted the apocalypse. <laughs> So all that's left is a dildo landscape. Well, I think we've well and truly taken that as far as it needs to go. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I don't want to take it any further. Right then, so thank you very much for your contributions. Uh, should we pitch, before we go, should we quickly pitch one each of our own? Yeah. I say quickly because, as always, mine's just a title. Yeah, mine's mostly a title as well, so we, it could be quick. You first. Uh, the Dark Knight at the Museum. Great. Brilliant. All the lights are out. Ben Stiller can't find his way around. Next. Um, no, it's uh, not the dark, no, the dark night at the museum. So it's Batman is stuck in a museum. He's the curator. He's ba- Bruce. Bruce Wayne. Yeah, it is Bruce. In my head, I went Bruce Banner, which is the Hulk. Why are they both called Bruce? Why are they so- We were talking about Bruce's earlier. There's two great Bruce's. I said Bruce Wayne at that point. Did you see that amazing thing on the internet recently about this guy who's like, at work, we, we've got a guy called Wayne Bruce and his nickname is Man Bat. Brilliant. Absolutely amazing. Right, so The Dark Knight of the Museum. Ben Stiller can still be there. Maybe Ben Stiller's Batman. How do you feel about Ben Stiller? He's all right. I think he's good. Right. The Joker drugs Batman, locks him up in that museum. Batman has to get out alive. Great. He's stripped of all of his um, stuff. Shit. So he has to make things out of things in the museum. Yeah, he befriends a caveman. Mm -hmm. They fight together using flint. Good. Excellent knowledge there of cave people. Okay. Last of the Mohicans, but it is actually about the haircut. A documentary? Yeah, it's a documentary about the the last man with a Mohican on Earth. Because you, you don't really see Mohicans anymore. Yeah. They're, weirdly, when I think about the Mohican, obviously punk, right? It was the Mohicans' heyday. Like, that was when the Mohicans were really popping off. Yeah. And they, they were like Big. serious Mohicans. Yeah. Big Mohicans, pointy Mohicans, shaved head Mohicans, big colours. Yeah. Excellent times for the Mohican. The people at um, the, Mohe- the Mohican PR department couldn't believe their luck. Big Mohican. Big Mo- Yeah, they were loving it. They were loving it. It was basically guerrilla marketing. They weren't spending a penny, but everyone had a Mohican, right? And then they went away for a long the time. The amount of money that they were getting off, off those mo- Mohicans. Yeah, well, they, it's kind of, you, have to, you have to pay like a sort of a five quid <laughs> a month to have, yeah. to have a Mohican. Yeah, so it's pretty good stuff. And if you were found, obviously, without your card, <laughs> they would just shave it off in the street. Shave it off in the street. And there's nothing worse than a bald punk. Oh, no. <laughs> Is there? Anyway, yeah. So, and then they kind of went away for about 20 years. I, I mean, this is obviously, there's no, there's not a timeline here. We'll get some researchers in. But then David Beckham. Smashed it. Brought, this is mad, right? David Beckham brought back the Mohican. Yeah. So it was, it existed. We're talking Sex Pistols, rock and roll, punk rock, Mohicans. No Mohicans for 25 years. David Beckham sports the Mohican. And it's a story of uh, 
David Beckham bringing back the Mohican and a guy living in a uh, a remote village in Tanzania. Yeah. Yeah. And they get limited sporting coverage out there. But they managed to f- watch, which, 2004? I think Euro 2004 was the Beckham Mohican. Yeah. And he saw that haircut and thought it was the best thing he'd ever seen. And he hasn't seen anything since. And he hasn't seen anything since. So he's still got a Mohican. And he's the last person on earth with a Mohican. Uh, suddenly I think it's like a really like gritty kitch- kitchen sink, fly on the wall documentary. Just this man living this really sad life. And every night the only the, he only gets solace by putting in that cassette and watching Beckham. Yeah, watching Beckham. Um, and Beckham goes to visit him at the end. Beautiful. Yeah. And gets a mohawk. And gets a mohawk. Mohican. It all starts again. Well, as I've just as the slip up just there indicated, I was whilst you were saying this, I was looking up. What's the difference between a mohawk and a mohican? That'll be covered in the documentary. Don't worry about it. Can I just read there'll you be, this? There, there'll be like a sort of fifteen minute bit at the start about the history of the haircut. <laughs> Can I just read you this though? This yep. is from a website called differencebetween.com. Nice, nice. Mohican. You put John and Joel in. <laughs> Mohican and Mohawk are names used for hairstyles that are very similar in looks. In fact, there are many who feel that there is no difference between the Mohican and Mohawk, and they are just two different names of the same hairstyle. This article attempts to take a closer look at the two hairstyles known as Mohawk and Mohican. This article attempts to look... Jesus! Of words, mate. Idiots. Who spent their time doing that? For the sake of this documentary, they're probably the same. Or you can do your 20-minute intro about the history of the two hairstyles. <laughs> yeah, so I think that brings us to the end. For the first time, I'm convinced that our idea is not the best idea. Which idea do you think is the best idea? Uh, what Die about? Hard with a Vegan? No. For me, we can wrestle it. We can, we can literally wrestle in this room. What do you think it is? For me, Sex Toy Story. Uh, the sex Pixar yeah, universe. Sex Toy Story. You're absolutely right. You're completely right. Excellent stuff. Um, right, so I think that brings us to the end, and we can always tell that we're coming to the end of this because there's a rapping on the studio door, and oh, it's not actually the next guest, but it is our, our weekly delivery of dildos, yep. which comes every week. This show is actually sponsored by dildos. Not a specific brand. Just the concept. <laughs> just, just dildos. So if you go to dildos.com forward slash Dream Factory, you just get 10% off dildos. <laughs> just... Pop are, that in. They are ten percent smaller, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not off the price, <laughs> but if you need like a beginner dildo, we can do you ten percent off a dildo, and that's just something we offer. So that's dildos dot com. Brilliant stuff. Thank you very much, John. It's been a pleasure as always. Thank you, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Send the guys a movie idea Tell your friends that you like the show Follow us on social media Then you'll be the best listener